0: Welcome to Stunt Stories. This is season two, and I'm launching season two with one of my best, best friends. Seems like I've known forever. This man has been in the film and television industry, kicking butt and doing all kinds of unbelievable stunts throughout his career. He's worked on the film Grease. He's worked on Dynasty, To Live and Die in L.A., True Lies, Point Blank. Training Day, Lois and Clark, Desperate Housewives, Fast Five, Dexter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Furious 7, and he's done hundreds of car commercials. A lot of you already know who I'm talking about, Wally Crowder. Wally, thank you for being on Stunt Stories.
1: Well, good morning, Corey. That uh, intro was a little too exciting for me. I thought maybe (laughs) we should do it again with Brahms Lullaby. (laughs) could be good how are you this morning dear friend thank you so much for including me
0: are you kidding this is an honor to have you to have you on my podcast i mean you you were you were actually in my opinion and many 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 others uh, a living walking living legend
1: well a legend in my own mind but nowhere (laughs) else but uh Corey, I certainly don't deserve all the accolades. You know, I was not a stunt man getting into this business 45 years ago. I was into offshore boat racing and I was into NASCAR racing in Miami, Florida at Hialeah Speedway. So that was my uh, stunt world back then. But to actually be in the film business, break down a script, hire, you know, actors, Stunt doubles uh, was a whole new world to me.
0: Yeah, how did that come about? That's interesting because I didn't know that. See, I'm learning now that you you're keeping all these secrets. I didn't know that you were in NASCAR.
1: Yes, that was a long time ago. My dad had a, a paint and body shop, so my race car looked brand new every Saturday night and every Sunday night on special events. So uh, you strike fear in the hearts of others when your car is black and gold and gorgeous every weekend (laughs) but it all started out i wanted to be in the film business i was sitting home one day and there used to be a little pamphlet called called the uh, tv guide i don't know it was a Um, long long time ago
0: yeah that little book
1: (laughs) yeah that little book and it would give you you know shows that were coming up and on the cover was a uh, picture of Stunts Unlimited going through a billboard, right? And I thought, I can do that. I took my race car through the end zone on a wet track one night and <laughs> by accident. So this is a funny story. I called up the office at Stunts Unlimited, and the secretary, of course, turned the phone over to somebody else, you know, which you know is always a joke. Oh, here. Yeah. You need to talk to Corey Eubanks, man. He'll get you in the business, you know? <laughs> so she turned the phone over to a man called Louie Elias and Louie was kind. He was wonderful. He was upfront with me. And he said, Wally, the best place for you to start out is doing extra work. He said, call, uh, central casting. And he's, gave me a name of a fella, Jim Green, back then, and uh, they said they needed policemen, you know, Adam 12, all those shows, and my hair was down to my shoulders, I had a Fu man too much, uh, mustache, and he said, how long is your hair, I said, sir, I'll cut it any length you want, so he gave me an interview, I was working nights at Western Airlines, loading freights and bags and on the night shift, I cut my hair, I looked just like a cop, shaved off the mustache, and I went to central casting and I started to work all the time as an extra cop. So it was quite a story, and and not to uh, interrupt by any means, but I, you know me well, I went and bought the uniform. I had cross pins in my pocket. (laughs) You were Uh, prepared. I was ready. I mean, Corey, I managed an apartment building during the day to make extra money, and there was a doctor there who had a beeper, and I said, what is that? He said, well, when they need me, they beep me. Nobody in the business had beepers. They didn't even know what they were 45 years ago, right? I go and get a beeper. (laughs) Yeah, $7 a month. My wife cheered me out for having to pay first and last month's rent on a beeper, and... I went and showed it to him at Central Casting. That beeper went off every single day. And I worked all the time. It was amazing, but I wasn't in stunts. I was an extra.
0: You know, it's so funny. You you just stirred my memory about those beepers. I re- You could tell a stunt man from 20 yards away because he had that beeper on his belt. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you ever sit at a table with a bunch of stunt guys? I did this a few times. Remember at the... The Sagebrush Cantina in Calabasas, and I'm sitting there with.
1: Know it well. Yes,
0: yep. we've all got stories from that that place, and and I'm sitting there with a bunch of stunt guys, and I just reach down and turn my beeper off, and then I turn it back on, and it would go beep 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 beep, and I'm like, oh right. shoot, I got to go to the phone. It would make I, them think <laughs> I had a job.
1: <laughs> but also, how many dates did you have where you're sitting at the table and you're going? date is not going the way I want it to. I need to shut off your beeper. You go to the phone, pretend, and you go. I'm so sorry. I've got an emergency. You know, and no. you pay the bill and leave.
0: I was I was pretty desperate. I think that only happened maybe once. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey you you are still you are still actively working. I mean, you you did you just finish working on on uh, I, I think it's called it's fast nine.
1: Oh, yeah, we did Fast 9 over in a, a country called Georgia, next to Russia. That was spectacular. My, I've had several friends like yourself, Corey, that take care of this old guy, you know. And uh, it's amazing. Spiro Rosados has, has been a dear friend and had me on the last uh, Fast and Furious that he's done. You, you
0: talk about and a man he, who's got, like yourself, who's got loyalty to his friends. Spiro boy, does, Rosados. Really oh, my gosh.
1: And loyalty is few and far between. I think if you had 10 bucks for every person that you helped in this business who never, ever returned the favor, you and I would be wealthy.
0: <laughs> that's that's very true. Very true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you guys were doing some, I saw some footage from that film and just unbelievable. The, the vehicular stunts that you guys were doing was
1: crazy. The funny thing is, Corey, the older you get, they all like, Oh, we need to take care of Wally. We don't. Okay, so seven major back operations, four shoulder replacements, you you name it. Let me decide whether I want to do it or not. Okay, we got a cannon roll. Wally, do you want to? No, we can't use Wally. Let's don't put him in there. We don't want to get him hurt now. I want to roll to the set in a wheelchair with an IV so I can (laughs) pester the rest of you the rest of my life. You know the thing, you're not, yeah. You're not going to get off easy with me.
0: <laughs> you know, you know the thing. Also, I, I like guys like Spiro Rosados and and I'm sure Andy Gill and Jack and everybody. They they know that when you're on set, just having you there, you're watching their back. The wisdom that you have, the knowledge that you've acquired over the decades, of you've seen everything, and you could even see a disaster that's going to happen way before guys guys whoa 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 and, and you're because you, you're you've you've seen so much in the film and television industry to know that that's going to be someone's going to get hurt and you step up and you and people listen to you because they know this man knows he's been there done it so just having you there as a as a, a set of eyes and someone to to voice their opinion is is worth the paycheck just that alone
1: Well, you would think so, but also you've got to learn to listen. What if somebody walks up to you with a suggestion and you think you know it all? I have learned if a guy comes up with a good suggestion, I do it. He may know something more than me because then if something went wrong, you know what will happen? Well, you know, I told Wally how to do it. He didn't listen. Right, And this was the result. I do it as long as it's safe and it's a good idea you know that that's just uh, hindsight
0: i i witnessed that remember michael landon the actor oh yeah we were working on a tv series called highway to heaven and uh-huh. i watched the craft serviceman approach michael landon who was directing that episode and give him an idea for a shot and later after lunch Michael Landon did exactly what that craft serviceman had suggested. And then, Isn't that yes, and then Wally gave the man credit for it because the DP said, oh, this is a great shot. Michael, when did you come up with this? He goes, I didn't. And he pointed to the guy. I forget the guy's name. I forget Isn't the- that great? Yeah. You know, and, I mean, give credit where credit is due. That That is so also rare and, and just... Our, our, our society, no, nobody wants to
1: give credit. I mean, just, just two days ago, I'm working for Steve Ritchie. I'm driving a 60-foot old, old bus. This is a piece of junk, which is great because I love turning bad situations into into lemonade. You know, it's great. The transportation captain told the guy unloading the bus off the Landau. He said, you really need to load, you know, with the engine You know, last because of the weight of the bus. Oh, I've been doing this for years. You know, that trailer jackknife with that bus went through a chain link fence for about seventy feet, tore up the fence, and the transpo guy looked at me and he said, "They just won't listen, will they?" (laughs) You know, and it was the same thing. Same, the guy wouldn't listen. He knew it all. But a guy gave him a great suggestion that if he'd listened, it wouldn't happen. But that's that's life.
0: Hey, could you tell us what you did on Captain America: Civil War?
1: Captain America was just heavy, heavy bumper-to-bumper, mirror-to-mirror driving. So
0: that was that. And you were you were in Germany?
1: Yes, that was Germany. What a great and it was all uh, underground parking garage. I've got a. It's going on in my office here. Give me one minute to turn off a walkie talkie. Please can't that's funny. Right in the middle of my podcast. You're, my walkie talkie.
0: Hey, it never fails, huh? You're working, aren't I you? Know. You're on a show right now, aren't you?
1: I'm I'm sitting in my office talking to you.
0: Oh my gosh, you crack me up. But I've
1: got all these walkie talkies that uh I give to the neighbors, oddly enough, for emergency situations, some of the old timers. I have these radios and they keep them and, you know, please give me a call if anything happens or you need something. I'll be over there with my AR-15 and we'll take care of it. That's awesome. (laughs) I I
0: wish you were my neighbor. I'd be calling you all the time. Oh, we'd
1: have fun. Hey, It's a different world for me out here in Georgia now. I never (laughs) thought in the world I would have a pot-bellied pig i'd have two baby goats i'd have guinea chickens which are amazing silky chickens i love this place
0: you you kind of remind me of that that tv show years and years ago called green acres
1: i knew exactly what you were going to say <laughs> yeah. that's what they call me yeah <laughs> green acres
0: hey you spent you spent a great deal of your career not a great deal but a long time on on a show called dexter
1: yeah that was amazing
0: I mean, what a run that you did that from, you did like 62 episodes from 06 to 2013.
1: Yeah. All, uh, eight years. And at the same time did uh desperate housewives and did four years of uh, the office all at the same time. It was like, wow. wow, my
0: gosh. Yeah. I see. I see here on IMDB. And and for those of you listening, if, if you've, I don't know, maybe one or two people, Exist that have not heard of Wally Crowder and his career? You should go to IMDb and look at the list of of shows. It's it's amazing. Like when you mentioned Desperate Housewives, a hundred and seventy nine episodes of Desperate Housewives. Hey, Wally, who you know what? I don't think you and I care at this part in our career. Who who was the most enjoyable actor that you've ever worked with?
1: You know, I go way back though. I mean, you're gonna laugh. Rock Hudson was amazing. James Garner. Never heard of these guys.
0: Never heard of these guys. I'm too young.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the old pros were sensational. You know, the first show I ever did for for Tom Cruise called Losing It. John Travolta on Greece was wonderful. And then there's the difficult people, that there's no reason for the money they make you know, my goodness, I would be—I'd be like Keanu Reeves. I'd be giving half of it away to the stuntmen. You know,
0: they—they you know, uh, they don't make him like Keanu Reeves. That guy is just the most giving human being I think in our in our industry.
1: I mean, I go to the gun range with him when I was out in in California, and to hear that on Matrix, he gave away twenty six Harley Davidsons. You know how much money that is to the stunt what guys, right? Yeah, to a, and then the next time I heard here recently gave Rolex watches away. We got to get on his show. How do we get on How, his show?
0: I want to I want a new Rolex and I want a Harley. I also heard that he went to, to put out the, to his assistant or something to find out the the favorite color of the, each stunt guy. Like what was your favorite color? And so he had these that, um, Wow. Yeah. They just Now, who who would you think you've worked with so many major directors who who would you say was the most enjoyable director and, and then i have to, I just in, in addition to that question i want to know have you ever worked with clint eastwood
1: you know i have not i was always on a show and never had the pleasure because i hear clint eastwood was was amazing just a terrific guy and thoughtful and kind and giving and i that's probably the only guy i've never really worked with and you may laugh at this one because people will think differently but james cameron on uh when when joel was doing his shows you know he's a pistol on the set and uh but we had him at our stuntman enduro you remember the reed Rundell race and james cameron so one-on-one in the business like that or at the gun range he's one of the guys he's terrific you know but he's such a a perfectionist on the set you want to hide from him you know it's like uh, you don't want to be in his eye line because whatever he's thinking at that moment, you may be the target,
0: but I've I've never, never worked with him. Never worked with that. But just
1: watching him work is just amazing. What,
0: What would you say in your, in your career was the, that one stunt that you did that you really got you, you know, I think we've all been there where you're like, okay, this might be over my head. This might not turn out well. Were you really were, were concerned? Was there one particular stunt that you remember going, I really wish I didn't have to do this?
1: Yeah, it was two vasectomy reversals when I married Laurie. That was the <laughs> one that, you know, <laughs> to have twin girls and a son. It was, uh, I should have backed out immediately. You, you, and anyway. I,
0: you and I have so much in common because I have twin daughters and a son. I know. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, uh, too, have never worked with Clint Eastwood.
1: Wow. As much as you've done, that's, you know, he he had his set group of people. And, and, you know, if you're on another show, you you might love to work with him, but you can't get off your show to go over there. And uh, this business is just amazing, though. You know, one night uh, I was on uh, Black Adam, the rock show, and uh, Tom Harper had me driving a, a bus. Well, in the way in the back outside, I heard this transportation guy who was, I think was trying to pick up on one of the extra girls. He's talking about the business. You know, this business can be so miserable, the ups and downs of it. you got to keep your head above water. And I just listened to all this negative, negative dialogue. You know, he says, look at that guy up there driving this bus. They got him working extra. You know, he's one of the top stunt coordinators." And I'm listening. Is he talking about me? You know, and I'm not on a a precision driving voucher. I'm on my scunt contract. Well, when he left, I went back to that girl and I said, Miss, I don't know who you are, but I want you to know this is the most amazing business you could ever be in. Yes, you may have some bad days, but the positive, great days are going to far outweigh those days. And don't ever let it get you down. Don't listen to people that are negative, stay positive be on time, never be late a day in your life, you know, and just to cheer her up a little bit. And I said, oh, by the way, I'm on a stunt contract, but I would work precision driver extra, you name it, because I love being on a set. There's no second class citizens.
0: I wonder what happened to her career. She either took off and was very successful or said, no, I can't do that.
1: No, she's now producing, and I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Wally, <laughs> what what
0: would you say were the best years of of this industry? When, when were the that those ten twenty years that chunk of time that you you really thought, wow, this is it doesn't get any better than this?
1: Well, Corey, in the very very beginning, you know, having my NASCAR background, which is bumper to bumper and mirror to mirror. Um, uh, when I first started out, I got a job on a Ford commercial, uh, just to show up, you know, with your car and be trafficked. So on the job was a man by the name of Tom Anthony, oh, who yeah. was Jack Lemmon's stunt double. Well, there was a situation where they, he's in one car and he, they wanted another person to jump in one of the Fords and follow the camera car. Now, we're to follow the camera car like a foot off the lens, right? Now, how many people can jump in a car, pull turkey, and do something like that? Well, that was right up my alley. That was exactly what I'd been doing in automobile racing. So Tom came over and asked me, is it possible that you could do this? I said, oh, absolutely. So I jump in, and I mean, it was, you know, one of those really critical tough jobs and, and you know they would do uh front end shot, three quarter profile, three quarter rear, and I had move all around. This was way before they ever had a Russian arm, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. I got to know Tom and kind of like the Louis Elias, which by the way at Stunts Unlimited, I brought that man a bottle of Jack Daniels and he said, you know, nobody that I've ever helped has brought me anything. And he he was shocked. So when Tom Anthony helped me that day, his dad was in the hospital and I sent flowers, you know, to the hospital for his dad. That's what you do in this business. You know, in life, it's almost biblical. The more you give, the more you get. Yet you don't give to get, you know, you do it because out of the kindness of your heart. So I took off with Tom Anthony for the next 20 years. In the commercial business. Now, back then, Corey, you weren't even born, but um, <laughs> what kind of a stunt would you have to do to make a hundred grand? Right. You right. probably would have to, you know, a high fall out of a helicopter, a thousand feet in the air or something, you know, and you'd have 10 ambulances standing by. Where I would jump in a Ford and go 30 miles an hour. You wouldn't see me behind the windshield of the car. And the residuals was like a slot machine in your mailbox. And people were laughing. Oh, Wally's not a stunt man. He's not he doesn't do stunts. He's commercial guy. You know. That was before people knew about commercials. Yes. It and, was uh,
0: a well kept secret how much money well you guys were kept making.
1: And, oh, I kept it as secret as could be. <laughs> 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 but by the same token I helped a lot of people get into it that if I had it to do over, there were several that I would never call again, but it sent me everywhere, every state, every city. And sad to say, I, I ended up, you know, my first marriage was a wreck, you know, it was n- no one's fault, but me, you know, regardless. And she, there was a good, good woman, good family, good, everything that I, I will always feel bad the rest of my life about that, that like, you never get over that, you know, and, But I realized I'm traveling too much, Corey. I'm away from my family. I don't want that to happen again. So I gave up the commercial business and got into television and movies and uh, to stay home with my family. And you guys have gone away and bringing back girlfriends. yet,
0: Yet you still travel all over the world doing the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies.
1: <laughs> but I take my wife with me. Oh, you do know. you?
0: Re- that, see, that's a beautiful thing. That's you awesome. Know, I
1: take her with me, and uh, Spiro will throw her in to a gag. I've even taken Sean, my older son, you know, to uh, uh, Iceland over in that area, so I get to work with him.
0: I got to work and with Sean. I, we worked together in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, on You Better Call Saul. We had fun.
1: He's a character. He's a good good boy.
0: He is. He and sure a good
1: stuntman. Yeah.
0: He's a hell of so a stuntman. So that was
1: basically it. That was 20 years of my life. And I, I, I credit guys like Tom Anthony and Ronnie Rondell and Glenn Wilder and Dick Butler and Bobby Bass, you know, and, and Chuck Courtney. You know, people who went out of their way to help a young man who knew nothing. Wow. Who was green as could be. You know, what's funny. You know, I, I couldn't carry your stunt bag if I wanted to. The stuff you have done far exceeds, Corey, anything I've ever done. But I am a businessman, you know, a college graduate, you know, and I uh, it's I turned this business into a business. And that's where years ago, uh, all these pictures and people would come and drop off their eight by 10. I would see coordinators throw their picture in the garbage you ah, know that's well, here the guy's driven across town in traffic to try and hustle a set to get a job for his family you know who am i to put his picture in the garbage who am i to think i'm so much better you with me and that's when I started the Stunt Players Directory. That I, was I, the
0: best thing ever, Wally. When you you were, were the first, you came up with that concept and you came out with the Stunt Players Directory. And it was like, why hasn't someone done this before? Everybody, it was like the Bible. Everybody needed I, that. I got
1: criticized. I got laughed at the groups. We don't need a book. We've got our own book. But I help people who no one knew get a job, you know, for... Uh, the very first book was 50 bucks, you know, and I said to Laurie, I said, I'm going to have to send everybody their money back because I think only 25 people had sent their money in before the, well, the day of the deadline, 500 applications come in. Wow. Right. So we were able to do the very first book and off it went. I had a casting director over at Paramount. She would call me for stunt people and she called them. Stunt Players, you know, and she came up with that. And I think it come from, <clears throat> there was a book, The Actors Players or Player Something. So I I stole that name, Stunt Players, from this casting director, and it is stuck. And now my younger son says, Dad, Dad, don't give it up. You shouldn't have given it up, you know. And so he's got the website Stunt Hustle, and uh, it's going very, very well. It's certainly not a moneymaker by any means.
0: But it's keeping it alive. It's keeping it's going, and, and people are still using it as a tool to go through. Yep. Especially a lot of television stunt coordinators when they're having that, you know so many pictures. I mean, so many players they got to hire, and it's easy to take that book and walk up to the director and say, "Hey, how about how about this guy here? How about this girl? Yeah. How about this girl?" How you, about
1: don't, you don't really need a hard copy anymore because of the internet came along, and you're able to do a database online and take your iPad and show them a nice picture right on the ipad
0: yeah hey so you're always doing things outside of the box you you've you've put on events you've i i understand that you this may be a little premature if you don't want to talk about it i understand but aren't you getting ready to produce some special event in georgia
1: <laughs> i don't stop doing um yeah remember years ago we had the reed rondell uh race that enduro at saga speedway oh
0: yeah that was huge
1: <laughs> who dreamed that that would turn into that event ronnie rondell uh, my dear dear friend when his son reed had gotten killed in that terrible hol- hol- uh, helicopter crash on airwolf <clears throat> i came up with a charity oh by the way how long is your podcast because we're going on and on uh, you and I—you could have me here a week. You know that.
0: Well, no. What we're going to do, if if you will, I want I want to be able to bring you back on again as another. I mean, because we could talk forever. You and I.
1: Oh, I know, I know. So anyway, let's let's touch the enduro thing. So I came up with this idea for well, the stunt community. We need an event where people can have fun. You know. So I I got a hold of Saga Speedway. Got that third of a mile race track, which was the same size track I had in. Miami, Florida, and Hialeah Speedway, where I raced with Bobby and Donnie Allison. Of course, I went on to college, and they were in late model modified, and I was in the hobby division back then, just getting started. So I go to Saugus, tell Ronnie, let's have a charity event, and we'll call it the Reed Rundell Foundation. Corey, we ended up with 80 cars, 80, and that was three abreast. The start-finish line was halfway around the racetrack. It was amazing. Wow. People sending. And I said, when you send in your application, that is your starting position in the race. So guess who was inside pole position? You. (laughs) Wally Crowder. (laughs) And, And Ronnie's next to me. Now, get this. Everybody is bad mouthing me. Oh, he's who in the world get pole position, you know? And of course I had my black Camaro, my gorgeous car, all ready to go. Now get this. James Garner is on the microphone. Ted Barber's flying in in a parachute with the American flag. Right. Oh, wow. During the star spangle, during the star spangle banner, James Garner's and now, ladies and gentlemen, Wally Crowder will leave the pole position and go to the back of the pack, <laughs> leaving that leaving that spot open next to Ronnie Rundell, the father.
0: Oh my he,
1: God! You know, and it, it would put tears in your eyes.
0: Oh my God! You
1: know? And all I did was wait, wait. Wait. Let everybody crash. Let everybody bang into each other. You know, in that particular race, I came in second to uh, Alan Fidelford because they they were uh, way on the inside, and I'm on the racetrack. I guess for some reason, guys were cutting across the track, so I can't make excuses. I came in second, then I won the next one. Oh, that's awesome! Just taking one car at a time. Be calm, just like you would in NASCAR. You don't sit there and become a bozo, but that event brought in five thousand people. Wow. Everybody had their tents and hats and T-shirts, and so I'm going to do the same thing. Yes, sir, in in Atlanta. I've got the racetrack. We're going to do. I'd love to get you there with with your uh, Duke's a Hazard car flying through the air. Whoever that takes, make you a part of this. I'd love to have you out here, and because uh, we got you know six hundred some people here in Atlanta. All trying to do the same thing I did forty five years ago, and I want to help them.
0: Wow, Wally, I'd be honored, man. That'd be great. That that would, I mean, that's that's that would be awesome to come back there and jump to General Lee again. It's been a while for me. I, I I've gone to uh, let me see. I've jumped a couple times at Bristol Motor Speedway and and there in Nashville, but I don't think uh, in in Georgia or have I?
1: See, I've got a deal now though. I'd be like I, I stack up used tires as a catch ramp. And it's like hitting an airbag. It's
0: unbelievable. How come I never thought of that? That's a good idea.
1: (laughs) I mean, I can make you a catch ramp so smooth, so high, so big. It it wouldn't even damage the car at all. Plus, we're going to have fireworks. We're going to have drifting. We're going to have a huge barbecue cook-off with all the Myron Mixon type barbecue people. Hey hey Wally a just car show.
0: quick question for this landing ramp that you're talking about this into the tires, is there a way we can afterwards we can CGI all of that out so nobody knows that I did that and it looks like I went to the asphalt. <laughs>
1: oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so do you yeah. do you have a date for this event? Is, I mean, is this gonna take place this year?
1: No, it's gonna take place this summer. I'm working on all the details because they're redoing all the concessions. It's a Beautiful track, and it's right across the street from Road Atlanta. And now with the drifting, Corey, we've got so many stunt people doing drifting. We'll have a whole drifting championship. Guys like Reese Millen and Samuel Hubinette and and the real pros. i got to get my buddies out there drifting. Yeah, smoke everybody. Yeah, Yeah.
0: you've worked with all those guys on the the Fast and Furious movies, haven't you?
1: Oh, I've met so many wonderful, wonderful friends.
0: Tanner Faust and Rich Rutherford. uh,
1: great rich is just i i had him on agents of shield you know what a great guy
0: i know you know what i don't like about him is he's tall handsome and talented and it bothers me.
1: but i love him he he (laughs) hardly has any hair (laughs) so
0: he's he's like me he's a great (laughs) guy well i gotta tell you i this has been so enjoyable and if you would as a favor to me just you doing this podcast for me has, has been is a favor and i appreciate it so much but if we could have you back on another episode of Stunt Stories, it would be it would be wonderful.
1: I would love that. It's an honor for me that you even call me because I don't deserve it. There's so many other guys that deserve it a lot more than me.
0: No, sir. You have done so much for me and my career, and for for Sally, my my wife. I mean, you've helped out so many people. I wish there were more people like you in the industry. I, honest to God, I do. It would be such a well, much more enjoyable. That's very
1: kind. Very, very kind of you, you know, but God has blessed me way beyond anything I deserve. You know, And uh, as a Christian, I always say Jesus Christ was my stunt double. He took my place on the cross. I should have been there for all the stuff I've done wrong. (laughs) Boy,
0: isn't that the truth? No kidding. Hey, Wally, thank you so much, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Wally Crowder on Stunt Stories. Everyone have a great day.